You're listening to Work in Progress. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Work in Progress explores the rapidly changing workplace through conversations with innovators, educators, and decision makers, people with solutions to today's workforce challenges. Today, I'm joined by Jay Shree Saith, Chief Science Advocate and Corporate Scientist for 3M, and we're going to be talking about the skills gap in STEM and some of what 3M is doing to encourage underrepresented groups to enter the field. Jay Shree, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Ramona. I would love to start kind of about the current skills gap in STEM. We're seeing a lot of reporting, including our own, that says there are many unfilled jobs in the area. What do you think is causing this? Yes. In fact, I was just thinking about it. A few days ago, I saw the headline on why is it so hard to get a plumber to even call you back. And uh, that was also related to the gap that we're seeing. And I think it is a combination of factors. Because we have so many people retiring, and youth are gravitating towards other professions, and we don't have the numbers needed to fill the positions that we have and the opportunity we have as more and more high-tech areas are booming. And so we've got a perfect storm in terms of the gap that we see in, in skilled trades. A lot of that, too, is how fast I think technology is changing. A lot of mm-hmm. people can't keep up with that, let alone programs. Absolutely. I mean, just look at the news any day and leaps and bounds, you know, technology and generative AI. And uh, in, in, in the current public, we can just see how it is meteoric rise of the adoption and n- nobody can seem to keep up. And when it comes to STEM, what kind of fields are you seeing that there is a need in that are going unfilled? It's virtually all is what I'm reading. I mean, I just uh, read the other day, you know, oil and gas, manufacturing, construction, telecommunication, renewable energy. That's the one that is really concerning. There's so many roles as we transition in our energy paradigm, but there are not enough people to fill these jobs. And then, of course, there's the whole technology piece that you mentioned. So it's across the board. The ones that are beginning to impact day-to-day life are, are the skilled trades because that's where people see the impact that when they can't get that electrician, although they have committed to putting a solar panel, you know, that's the kind of impact it can have immediately. It feels like people don't realize, or maybe the story's not being told out there, that having STEM skills can apply to so many of these jobs. Just like you said, plumber. Plumber uses technology, science, math all the time, just like many other skilled trades. And I just think there's a sometimes a lack of understanding that those are important skills to have. You are so correct. That's on point. Skilled jobs are STEM jobs. It is exactly the same skills that you need. And this is where the advances are so rapid that You know, the skills needed also evolve, but whether it's chip making or shipbuilding or, you know, solar panels or wind blades or EVs to, uh, you know, 5G, the role of STEM skills is there in all of them, whether it is with associate degrees in skill trades or whether it is advanced degrees and all the way to graduate degrees. 
they are highly skilled in science and engineering, and they're needed. Historically, there's been underrepresentation of women in some of these skilled trades or people of color. What are you seeing in that area, and are you seeing any type of advancement? Yeah, it was interesting. In that same article, I I read that women make up nearly half of the U.S. workforce, right? But only 2% of women are plumbers and pipe fitters and steam fitters. So this is definitely an issue. There is a lot to be said about the stigmas associated with these roles. In fact, you know, 3M does this study called the State of Science Index. And in 2023, we found that People around the world are recognizing that there's a global shortage, but nine out of 10 also believe that it would encourage more individuals to pursue a trade career if perceptions of the field are improved. And that's the kind of ironic part in this is that these fields are highly paying jobs. And they're, while well, you mentioned the clean energy, and these are not dirty jobs as, you know, and that's not a bad thing. People, you know, we need people doing all kinds of jobs, but these are jobs that require those STEM skills. They are high paying and the perception of them is so off. Absolutely. And our study that uh, we commissioned is, is clearly showing that There needs to be more work to understand how we can, you know, sift through all the misconceptions, lift these stigmas, and really shift the narrative because the world needs more skilled workers. And that is going to be so critical in the future. And especially with the slowing of population growth, with the retirement of baby boomers, it's just going to intensify this shortage. And the way we see is that Many, you know, impressionable young minds look at societal opinion before opting for these careers. And so if the overarching image, you know, fails to sort of capture the value of this segment in the workforce, then people are, it's going to deter students and it's going to deter workers from these occupations at every stage of the career. And and that's why parents and teachers and counselors and advisors also need to be very vigilant and look for apprenticeship programs, you know, and do it because they say that these jobs are, you know, STEM jobs and skilled jobs, and there are pathways to this. And and because these negative perceptions are impacting the pipeline of the next generation of workers. At 3M, what kind of jobs are you trying to fill in the STEM field? Well, we've always got the issue in the manufacturing plants where we need a lot of skilled workers, and it's just been difficult. It's not unlike every other company that is facing that. In the other um, fields, we have work going on in every area, so we always try to fill in in all of that because we're in so many different businesses, whether it be you know transportation, electronics, industrial, healthcare. So all those require uh, STEM jobs. And it's at the heart of what we do, right? You know, we're taking science, applying it to life to solve problems, and you need the kind of expertise to solve some of these problems, especially as they relate to where the world is going with all the trends that are shaping our world. It's a must-have, <laughs> the STEM skills. Are you doing these special programs at 3M to try to address this need for new workers? Yeah, our whole entire STEM advocacy 
platform is about creating a solid pipeline of STEM talent. And we recognize that just hoping that more people join isn't going to work. You have to go deeper and actually invest in the pipeline. So we are active across what I like to call the entire ecosystem, which is from early encouragement, exposure, empowerment, education, economics, equity, across the spectrum is where we try to do these things. And it's it's important because we also want to make sure that we are getting enough diversity. Without that diversity, we are not going to be able to solve the problems that we face, not just our company or our country. I mean, it's almost like as humanity. I mean, with 9 billion people on the planet, we've already got to crack the code to a sustainable future. So we have many, many programs along this pipeline because we are committed to uh, the sustainable development goals and we want to have a diverse science community. So one of the things that we did is we created this uh, goal, a global education-focused goal to create 5 million unique STEM and skilled trade learning experiences specifically for underrepresented individuals by the end of 2025. So that is a bold goal that we have put forward. We also realized the stigma associated with the skill trades because our results clearly show that people around the world, as I mentioned in the State of Science Index results, so we actually created a docu-series and it features four skilled trade workers in, in different fields and we want to highlight that their careers are exciting, they are meaningful, and they have great opportunity within the trades. Something very specific that we did to inspire girls and underrepresented uh, minorities in STEM is also our docu-series called Not the Science Type. And in this one, we have uh, four uh, female scientists with different careers and show how they overcome various challenges to have a successful career in STEM. Uh, so we're trying to get to the bottom of it from the role modeling and also the stigmas and the narratives and the stereotypes that exist and trying to shatter those. Then we're also trying to, and we've always been very active in the education in the communities that we operate in. So we have early education, we have middle school, high school programs, we have apprenticeship programs. Yesterday I was at a underrepresented minority graduate school program to inspire them to look at corporate roles, what they entail, talk about their research. And so we are trying to work across the spectrum because we realize that any environment that lacks diversity is going to be like a closed community and the problems are going to be identified with a very narrow point of view. And we know that that makes science itself vulnerable and we don't want that. Can you tell me a little bit about the apprenticeship program? I'm always interested in hearing how companies are bringing workers into the workforce at a young age or, you know, young adult age and helping them, you know, start the path on their career. Yeah, the one particular one that comes to mind is through our safety and industrial business. They are committed to advancing equity. So they engage underrepresented students and young adults who are interested in vocational training for jobs. They identify community partnerships that support these occupations and then connect these individuals to hands-on training and certification. In fact, one of the gentlemen in our docu-series, Skilled, 
is a welder and he attributes getting certified to really restoring his hope and allowing him a second chance of, at life and work towards, you know, becoming a master welder. So that is uh, an example. We also have many programs where we have like even high school students coming in and spending time at 3M in the summer, just working alongside some senior people so that they get a feel for what it is like to work in an environment like that. We have uh, tech programs to broaden students' understanding and really look at interacting with a lot of role models who are enjoying their tech careers. So that's one of our science training encouragement program. We call it STEP. Many of them are, most of them are listed on 3M.com. A lot of this is about changing hearts and minds, you know, changing people's ideas about what STEM is about and, you know, a STEM career is about and actually educating them on the opportunities that they may not knowing that exist. Absolutely. Even for myself, I have to say, I grew up in an environment, I was surrounded by STEM professionals, but I still did not connect the fact that I could make a difference in the world by having a STEM role. Because that's, like you said, just not talked about. Most of the time, it is so focused on content and completely stripped of the context. And it was the context, really, that was inspiring to me. And I didn't figure that out, you know, till a long time later. So if we lead with that context and let people know, not only can you have a successful career, you will also be doing good things. You'll be helping the community. You'll be solving problems. That would inspire a lot more people, I believe. And what was that turning point for you? What was it that changed your mind and said, I want to be in this field. I want to be a scientist. Believe it or not, it was in graduate school because till then it was all about, you know, doing what my parents kind of expected. My dad was an engineer. He had a PhD. It was like, okay, you're going to be an engineer, both my brother and I. And I never quite appreciated why I was doing it because I always thought, I want to help people. I want to improve lives. I want to make a difference. And I wasn't sure how I would do that. It was only in my PhD program that I first started working on a project where I could build a human context easily that I felt myself being inspired. So I was working on codings diamond-like coatings that make tools more durable. And I thought, okay, here I can clearly see what I am doing is going to help something or someone. And that really lit a fire under me. And then, of course, I ended up at 3M where we have this culture of empowerment and an emphasis on collaboration and really a communal context of improving lives that I really thought, okay, this I can do. I get it. I understand. I'm going to be developing diaper tapes and it's going to go on on babies. They're going to keep the diapers on wiggly babies. So I want to make sure these tapes have all the properties that are needed. I mean, it was so real. I love that. Wiggly babies. You, you helped all the moms out there who have those wiggly babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your passion is very clear. So how can we make sure we share that passion with other kids, other young adults who are going, now what do I do? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You need to make sure people see the passion in other people having a satisfying career in these fields. And that is exactly why we spotlighted the four people we did in skilled and the four people we did in not the science type, because they talked about the paths they had, 
in some very challenging circumstances, but now they are in careers that they really enjoy. And I think that is the critical piece of that. And that's why when I am talking to students, I also talk about that. I say, you know, you cannot stop because you think you have the idea of who persists and who excels in STEM. We want to show that, you know, your potential is exponential. You can blaze trails. You can shape your careers. You can bring your interests. And I talk about bringing my interest in humanities and social sciences into STEM. And that's the whole idea of breaking these preconceived notions and dismantling the stereotypes and archetypes that people have of these certain fields. It is so important. And the reason why it's important is that science needs that diversity. Science needs you to be you. You know, our world requires innovation. Innovation needs science. Science demands diversity and diversity warrants equity. Very well said, Jayshree. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Thank you, Ramona. Let's spread the message. I've been speaking with Jayshree Sait, Chief Science Advocate and Corporate Scientist for 3M. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Thank you for listening.